Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in for our ninth episode in our May Mother's Day four-part series, Hey Mama. And today, we're, I have Michelle McCamey and little Avery joining us. So today, um, Dre is feeling really under the weather, and um, Michelle has gracefully, and her and Avery have really gracefully brought their presence to help me bring in the month of May with, you know, with Mother's Day and with Michelle being um, an amazing mom, brand new mom. So Michelle, um, she's a really good friend of mine. Um, Then also, she helps with the help show. She does, um, she's a COO um, with the show. She does a lot of back work that that, that keeps the show going. Um, She's a great mom, a friend. We've been friends for 15 years. So if you've been my friend for 15 years, God bless you. Say. I'll also say that I'm an occupational therapist with over 10 years in psych. Oh, what you trying to say? Oh, uh, so you, you handle crazy people. You trying to say I'm crazy? No. Okay, so I think today what we were supposed to be talking about is what it means to be a mom. Yeah, so first, you being a brand new mom, you know, um, we, the way that we have, the, we couldn't, went on doing the show for this month of May. We have mothers, but what roles do they play in our lives? And is it important for moms to be moms or is it important for moms to be motherly? So today on the help show, Michelle's gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about that and figure that out. So what does it mean to be a mother? One of the things that I think is important to to bring up is some of the statistics that we found from the CDC which is that about 81% of mothers these days are working all the way up into the last month of their pregnancy. I saw that with you, Michelle. Right. (laughs) According to um, the CDC, 1965, only 40% of mothers were doing that. So it's more than doubled. Women are working all the way with their big bellies, hauling around, doing the same work they were doing, but not having the rest. That's crazy. And it it did double from the 1960s. 65 all the way till till today. 2000, yeah. And then the other thing that we found in the uh, Department of Labor is that about 43, <laughs> hey, Avery. Um, I mean, not the, <laughs> for the Centers of Disease Control, is that, hi, there we go, <laughs> is that um, about 43.3% of women that are giving birth um, are actually not married, Isn't which means that they're not having that support that used to be in the, in the family. That's crazy, that's crazy, 43% unmarried? It's almost half. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that number was around like 1.6 million a year. Yes. I think that was the number we looked at earlier today. a huge number. That's a huge number. It, you know, lets you know that women think we think differently. And then also it's, it was a big age gap from like 15 to 44. And you, I know you said, Nayeta, you're jumping a big gap. But it lets you know that women are having children later on in life. Well, they are. We're wising up. Because well, you're having to do it by yourself, which I think makes a big a big difference. And one of the things that I can tell you about being a new mom, you know, and I'm I'm 40, so I waited a long time to do that for that reason. Right. And I'm very fortunate that you know I made a little bit of money that I could stay at home until she's four months old, um, and take a little bit of time out. But the reality is that you you I mean you know, half of 1.6 million women every year are going to work and they're doing it by themselves. And I can tell you it's little things are like 
aside from the fact that you get absolutely no sleep at all. I've seen it, the bags. I, I mean, see the bags under your eyes. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I'm just Avery, Avery came New Year's Eve, which was early. And what was really terrible about that is I thought I was going to have like my one last like hoorah. I was excited. And instead. <laughs> she supposed to wait for me. She didn't even wait for me. I was like, she supposed to came in January the 1st. New Year's baby. Yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> I stayed that. up all night, obviously. Um, and then as soon as the baby's there, you're not sleeping, like, at all. Because they have to eat, like, every hour, every two hours. Which and I thought you could actually die from that. But, <laughs> but that, apparently you, you don't. Which, but you might commit homicide. Which, look, which, <laughs> I know, which I know nothing about. So let's go back <laughs> to being a mother. So you being a mother... Um, and then being motherly, and that's the characteristic of caring and loving and the nurturing part, and you having that four, four months of experience, I think it has totally changed your life because I've seen Michelle. I've been knowing Michelle for 15 years, man. She's amazing. But Thank you. But children, they really, really do um, change your life, and I've seen Michelle sacrifice. Michelle has done such an amazing job the four months that she has transform your whole life Michelle congratulations on being a great super mom super mom well thanks so you being a mom so I don't know if it's early I don't know the four months is being early but you you know you do praise for being as parenting so you, you're starting parenting earlier and so the technique for, for praise for being is you give your child compliment just because you know you love her she's beautiful so do you actually start those techniques off when you first had Avery or did it, did it come naturally to you because I don't have kids so I couldn't. oh my gosh I wasn't really around kids the the second um baby shower I ever went to was my own um I was the type of mom <laughs> I, that I like there. when I heard a baby scream I started reaching for my birth control which <laughs> obviously was not in my purse at least the last time <laughs> um so you know it just I think it's um it's it's a matter of being of dedication and there's a lot of women that are in situations that I think they didn't necessarily plan to have kids um, and and they did it anyway uh -huh. and and I have probably a bigger heart for those people than than I ever have before because you give up um, any amount of being alone ever like you can't pee alone you can't <laughs> get dressed alone um, there is no more brushing your teeth alone, alone. Yeah. Um, and you know, you don't think about that until it's there and then it's a commitment that doesn't go away. And you know, like I said, I'm 40 and my mom still shows up to help me <laughs> from right. time to time. So it's not like that obligation ever goes anywhere. It's just always there. And I, I see that because I, I actually do mental health. I'm a mental health counselor. So I see mothers in the same position as Michelle, but with more children and you know, less time, less oh, resources, oh more stress. Oh my goodness! And my heart goes out to them, and I help them to the best of my ability. And I think that you telling your child that I love you and that your child is beautiful, you are building such a rapport with that child. So no one else has to tell your child that she's beautiful. That no one else has to tell your your son or your daughter that they're smart. You know, you actually allow <laughs> you actually allow a type of um, of growth with the child complimenting them and giving them praise for being before they actually start speaking. So um, also there's like praise for doing. So I know Avery's four months old, but when she does something great, it's like you 
you know, you say, I'm so proud of you, good work. And can you see the her face? This is hilarious over here because Avery's smiling. You have danger, Papa Danger. <laughs> Um, bouncing her up and down on the knee with the headphones. She's just having a good time. This is amazing. So are you giving her, like, if she does something great, you say, good job, Avery. Are you doing? Are you starting this now? or I'm reading a lot of books because I didn't necessarily come from the best, most educated family or parents. I had very young parents. Mm-hmm. I had parents that were very stressed out. There mm-hmm. was a lot of arguing and at times even violence in the home. Okay. Um, so I, I at least acknowledge that I don't necessarily maybe have the best examples that I grew up with and okay. that I might need to look out to something else. Right. Um, to experts that put their whole life um, into, you know, being the best parent, child psychologists, things, uh, neuroscientists, people like that to understand what is the best way to, to parent? And you know, the number of books and things that are out there can be completely overwhelming. Um, but I think that it's important to to take in consideration things like, you know, are you are you a two parent household? Are you a single parent household? Um, what what uh, you know? What are your limitations? And try to learn good coping skills right. um, for how to deal with stress, so you don't. Almost knock your kid out. (laughs) (laughs) So the generation, so let's go back to like our generation gap because my mother, hope she doesn't kill me, my mother's 71. And how old is your mom, Michelle? Um, My mom is in her 50s. She was 19 when I was born. Okay. So I think my mother was maybe 30 when I was born, maybe 35. She's 71. She has five kids, so I, I don't. I never asked her, but I know she's 71 now. That's a huge generation gap. You know, just imagine having five children. And, like, now it's like technology to help parents be better parents. Um, But then also, there's not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's more than there was, but I can tell you. I mean, I think it's just stressful for anybody. There's not even diaper changing stations for everybody. And, you know, I lost a freaking iPhone not that long ago because there was nowhere to put it while I'm trying to hold this baby on my knee and change a poo diaper. Hold on, so, so just imagine, you said there's not that many, but my mother being 71, there were none. There are none. So that right there itself is a little bit of a change, which there should be more changes. So it's now, and then the cost of living is more. You know, when my parents bought their home, I believe it was like 29000 30000 Now homes are like Three hundred thousand, maybe four hundred thousand. You live in uptown. You live in Lake. You live in those areas of houses like four hundred thousand. Like women have to work. We have to work. It has to be a two-parent home where women have to work. You have to. You not just one job. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta have what two two jobs, maybe three. You know that. I think that right there itself is my birth control. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest, because you want your child to have the best. You want your child to continue, you know, to have the, the best of what you didn't have. Being a single mom with children, I don't know how some women do it. I, I literally see this, and there, I, tip my hats off, I tip my hats off to women that are single parents, because they do everything. They do the cooking, the cleaning. It, it's like they're really raising a village inside their home. They have to be, you know, goal, not goal-oriented, but very, like, strategic 
like every move they're like shaking babies like you cooking food um folding clothes with your nose i don't you know <laughs> i don't know michelle <laughs> well i know my um my great-grandmother had eight kids oh wow and uh her husband actually died um from tuberculosis in world war ii okay so that would have been the you know 30s and 40s she found herself a single mom Okay. And what I know is that we had alcoholism on that side of the family, which I can imagine having eight kids and no husband to help. Oh, definitely drive you to drinking. Three parent households. Okay. Um, How did you grow up? Well, uh, in, initially it was my mom and my dad, and one of my parents worked and one of my parents stayed at home. Then they switched when I was two, so it was still kind of like one parent. Okay. Um, and then um, there was an addition of Susan. Okay. And now there's just um, now I have two moms, and then That's a separate nice. situation with okay. my dad. Okay. And me, um, I grew up with a mom and a father, with parents. Um, both of my parents worked. Um, we had a nanny named Miss Holmes, that used to give us rice with grease in it. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and you swap us with switches. Okay, don't, I don't go back down memory lane. But um, both of my parents worked. Uh, my mother had a housekeeping service, and she was a nurse. My father, we own a beer and wine store, so working was a must in our home. Um, and education. So my mom always kept us really busy in the summertime. So I went to school year-round before it became like popular and schools started actually open for year-round schools. That's what I was doing. So my, my parents had me year-round school, kept us plenty busy. Um, and it, it does make a big difference in my personal opinion coming from the, the what you think is with the typical, the mom and the father with that umbrella of how people, you know, look at a, a, parent, a household, a, household a, family. a family, yeah. And my father, he was a father. He played he was he played a big part in my life, me being who I am today. And my mother just as much, like how to cook, how to clean, how to be a lady, how to like take care of yourself. My parents were way more hippie than that. And uh, my dad actually was a felon. So okay. he didn't have normal jobs because anywhere you try to get a job and you're a felon, they don't, they, they won't hire you. So my dad worked in construction a lot. And my mom um, did odds and end jobs until she went to college when we were in school. And that was kind of when things started to change, but I was pretty much a latchkey kid. So I had a little sister. And um, by the time I was 10, I was responsible for doing most of the household chores, like laundry and all that other stuff. Um, so at 12, I was taking care of my little sister by myself at home alone. I had a key. I knew to lock the door and, and kind of keep things um, straight. But I was also responsible for cooking dinner um, and, and, like I said, getting most of the household chores done. My mother teaching me how to be a woman. I've learned you gender roles. No, because you can have gender roles, but gender roles doesn't always. My mother did not teach me how to cook. She did not teach me how to do anything other than hustle. 
But, I, my mom taught me you better you better pick up something and learn how to make money doing it. But so you know when what? I was a little kid, I started selling rocks, and I told people <laughs> they were pet rocks, and then they were door stops, and then it was anything else I could sell. Because the one thing I did know is growing up poor was not fun, right. and the only way to get yourself out of it was to work. That's what my mom taught me. Now, she couldn't boil water. She could not fix food. <laughs> but see, my mother, yes, my mother did teach. My parents taught us gender roles, because I can't just, you know, but my mother did a lot of the things that I, that I, who I am today. Like my mom taught me how to cook, you know, my, but my father taught me how to prep food. So both of my parents being in my life, coming from a, a two single, coming from a two parent household, women, many women do have different characters of being, being a mom. But see, just like Michelle having Avery, you, I've been knowing Michelle for 15 years, and the person that she has transformed into, I'm not saying you're an awful person or nothing like that. Let's say that she's not an awful person. But, like, you're more selfless. <laughs> so you're saying I was selfish. You have a little selfish way, <laughs> you know. Okay, okay, okay. But I love you, Michelle. I, I would, I'll say I was egocentric, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I had a business, a very large business, and I will say that the, even though my mom didn't teach me how to cook, she did teach me how to work. And my dad taught me tenacity and that, you know, just because the world might knock you down doesn't mean you stop. You, you know, you, you have to be a pit bull, put your teeth in it, and keep going. But you know what, my... And, but, and it allowed me to create one of the largest, you know, therapy outsourcing businesses in Dallas. I feel like the struggle, even though, I mean, it's easy to sit and complain about the way things were, I, f I honestly feel like, you know, that old adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Had I not gone through some of the suffering that I did and live on a house that had wheels, <laughs> then I might not have, you know, had the hustle that I had that allowed me to be a 30-year-old with um, not a lot of, you know, support in the bag. I didn't have a trust fund. I didn't have a college fund. I had to go out and, and earn it myself and, and be creative. And I want my daughter to be able to have that, especially if right now the trend is that 80% of women are working while they're pregnant. I, I don't want my daughter to, to feel like, you know, that, that you have to have the stereotypical gender roles, that she can go out and do anything that she wants and create anything that she wants. She doesn't have to be at home and cook dinner for her husband who, you know, she just I mean. Wrote, she just rolled her neck. <laughs> <laughs> and you well, don't have to cook dinner. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that that is the one beautiful thing that we can say about today and now is that, yes, there may be more stress in being a single mother, but you also can do it and you can make a living and, and you and you can go out and do things that before we were limited because we were supposed to be a mom and a dad. Yeah, she's completely like face planted. Yeah, she's not snoring yeah. in my boob over here. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is the dead baby position right here. Um, anyway, so I just I, I think there's a lot of strength in you know having a little bit of hardship in your life. Not everything's easy. You you still got to be able to go. Now I will say that being you know, a single parent and having to do it yourself is probably one of the harder things. I've had a business and, and you know, being in a single parent role um, is definitely harder. And, well, I, I can't speak about being a mom, but I, I can speak about being around a mom, Michelle, and you do, you know, one day I want to have children when the time is right, and um, I think that I'm going to be a great mom. I have training for my own mom, and then little help from Avery over here my little guy baby she's keeping me in training 
Um, but I, I do. I, I want to be able to play the roles of, of them all. You know, be a mom, um, be a wife, be a mother, have be motherly. You know, um, I want to be able. Like, what did you learn about being a mom from the family that you grew up in? What I mean, what what do you think that that gave you? Um, I believe that it's. I know that it's hard work. That's why I've been straying away from it. <laughs> um, I. From growing up in the family I grew up, um, I saw that it was dedication, and I saw that it was a lot of sacrifice, and I saw that my mom sacrificed a lot. When I mean a lot for for us, I mean a lot, and she, my mom, instilled, you know, that you can do and be anything that you want to be if you put if you put your all in it. And my but my mom also instilled in us that, but learn to give learn to love, learn to care. Like my mom, she does it all. Like I can't even tell you how many other other little girls used to be at our house as a kid because my mother was a neighborhood's mom. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. It's like, is she pregnant coming to our house? Like my mom wanted to mother everybody. Like mom, can you, what about my bed? Y'all had candy in the pantry. Oh my goodness. We, we always went over to everybody's house and had good snacks. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm so serious. My mom always would would bring or my sister would bring her friends over and my mother would help them like my mother was the mother of the neighborhood so I saw the love that what what mothering how rewarding it can be let's say that do you have those expectations for yourself you know what it's hard because my mom has some big shoes to fill man like I'm afraid that I won't be a good mom I don't know I'm, I'm afraid that I won't be a good mom I'm afraid that I won't give my child everything. You're gonna mess your kid up no matter what. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Like it doesn't matter if you came from a trust fund or not. Everybody I've ever spoken to has, has some sad story. I had a girl in in high school that had everything you'd ever want, and she, we were talking about you know we're trading terrible stories oh, and her terrible stories with tears in her eyes was her daddy made her get up and clean the pool every Saturday morning, and she didn't get to watch cartoons. And I remember looking at her thinking, I would gladly give up cartoons just to be able to have a pool. Right. You know, so I think it doesn't really matter what you do. It's how much you love your kid and how much you, you know, you're dedicated. Yeah. So I'm just, I cross my fingers and my, my eyes and everything else that I'll be a really great mom one day but first with me first loves and marriage and the baby you know the baby carriage come last with me (laughs) we gotta find the right guy to to have a to have a child with but i think i'm gonna be make sure you find the right diapers so y'all smell that (laughs) really michelle does she does she poop i'm pretty sure oh man she blows a boy All right, this one's yours. This is going to be mommy practice. Oh, boy, I tell you. But, Michelle, I want to say thank you so much um, for j- you and Avery. Avery's asleep right now, so she's not – she's quiet. And it's crazy. It takes, what, 15 minutes? She's out? Man, teach me the way. <laughs> but They but eat she- every two hours, they sleep every two hours, and they poop every two hours. Oh, man, two, two, and two. Yep. So <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Michelle and Avery, for joining the Help Show. And – talking about what we think about you know mothers happy mother's day to everyone and the mothers that are single out here thanks for just being amazing being who you are we appreciate it man you are super women because i'm seeing it firsthand every day when i go to work so i i really um tilt my hat out to you guys um thank you so much and thanks for listening to the help show
For more information, visit our website at thehelpshow.com. Thanks for listening and please stay tuned.